0: Welcome to Inquisitors, where we are visitors, to answers behind questions, from suggestions. Okay, I'm Olivia, and I'm Ez, and and
1: welcome welcome to Inquisitors!
0: Today we are going to be talking about evolution, and how humans came to be who they are now. It's kind of strange to think, once upon a time, we weren't so different from the animals that you'd see at a zoo, right Olivia? Yeah, it really is. So... Ez, do you really know anything about evolution? Actually, I do know a bit about evolution. But before we talk
1: about evolution, I think that it's important that, um, that our listeners
0: understand the definition of evolution. Okay, that makes sense. So, the definition of evolution is the process which species adapt over time in response to their changing environment or habitat. Exactly. It's
1: kind of amazing how Homo sapiens, which is the name for the species of humans that we are, did this. Not only were they bipedal, which means walking on two legs, but they
0: also outlasted the rest of their species. It's so weird. The rest of the, their species, do you mean Homo erectus? Homo ancesum? Antecessor, Homo heidelbergensis, Homo florensiensis, or nicknamed the Hobbit. Because they were short. Oh, really? Yeah. Homo neandrothalus, and Homo naledi. Yep. Wouldn't it be amazing if we could just talk to, like, those other species of, like, quote-unquote, humans right now, I mean, we have to thank them for, like, figuring out how to make fire and tools or figure out how to hunt, because if we didn't have that, we'd probably be nowhere today. We wouldn't even have houses. You're right. A lot of people hear Homo, if you're hearing Homo
1: Neanderthals, you might have heard the Neanderthals before, which is probably what you, is the nickname for Homo Neanderthals. We Pro- would definitely not be here without them. For example, Homo erectus is the reason that we have fire, and and it would be such it's such a shame that we outlasted all of them. Do you have any idea why we at we outlasted all of them? I'm at least ninety nine point nine percent sure that there's no that there's no one left
0: who is a different species who is fully a different species of human. Was it our cave paintings or our art or our knack for stories? Was it because of our teamwork? Were we cannibals? It's, It's got to be one of those because I can't, like, think of another reason we could outlast them. Well, it's a little...
1: Well, it's a little bit of a lot of things. It might have been due to sickness. We're not exactly sure. But a lot, um, but it's probably because of how we communicated,
0: and it might have been because we mixed species. We mixed species might have. What do you mean we might have mixed species? Scientists have found that we've share enough DNA with them and isn't that enough proof that our sapiens mixed with the other sapiens I mean with the other humans well not exactly scientists have two theories about
1: why we're the only humans left my favorite theory was the one that we just talked about but the other theory which is a little more sad is that scientists believed that we actually killed off all of the other sa- that we killed off all the
0: other humans I guess that's kind of gory, but, like, what if we were cannibals? Like, that's pretty cool, right? I'm guessing that the second, I mean, well, the first theory was we mixed with the other species. Yeah, you're right, actually. It's kind of amazing.
1: Yeah, you're right, actually. It's kind of amazing after being after the beginning we had hunter-gatherer groups back then it was really common for people to do a bunch of different things that being said it's very unlikely that we were cannibals but it's not completely out of the mix ideas
0: yeah so you mean how now people only well most people have one job and like one or two specialties but back then people had way more jobs in like multiple specialties like it would be common not just to hunt but to cook and make clothes so like everyone would do that and not just certain roles exactly humans figured out
1: well humans eventually figured out once they started settling down, which we'll talk about later in this episode, that it's easier to do one job and then they can get really good at it. So instead of having the hunter-gatherers also help make cloth, if we have the hunter-gatherers just hunt, they get better at hunting, which means more food, which means we're better. And the same thing for all the other jobs. So that's part of the reason why we only have why a lot of humans are
0: used to only doing one job instead of multiple so so does that mean that early humans had like the same type of like like around the same type of system that we have well it's hard to say but we do know a bit so not exactly
1: we have more We have so many more jobs first, like, for example, there's no way that there's going to be as much around in the technology at all, because technology wasn't even invented in that time. The computer wouldn't have been around at all. So we can take out millions of jobs around 10,000 years ago, humans first started farming and domesticating crops which gave them the job of farmers. So around early times for hunter-gatherer species, it's very unlikely that they
0: would have had the same systems because farming wasn't even around. Yeah, farming wasn't around. Then certainly all these jobs that we have for coding and getting viruses away and like programming robots and they weren't even farming. Yeah.
1: I mean, for example, we've been around for about... Three hundred thousand years, and we only started. We only started farming when after two hundred and ninety years, two thousand and ninety years. That's like.
0: That's just like how did we? How did we get food? But it doesn't. So that doesn't mean we have the same systems because. They wouldn't have settled down until the seeds were domesticated, which makes it very unlikely for them to have the same systems as we do. Right! It's amazing how much
1: agriculture has changed humanity as we know it. They wouldn't have started settling down, and we wouldn't have such things as cities. I mean, without agriculture, humans would probably still be in a hunter-gatherer era.
0: I mean, I just want to be honest with you. A hunter-gatherer era doesn't sound too bad, as in the state we are in with climate change and stuff, because agriculture isn't all that good, right?
1: Well, not exactly, because, because of, because agriculture isn't exactly the best for crops and earth isn't always as used to it and the amount of time that we spend planting and putting in seeds it's very hard for our it's very hard for earth for the amount of time and pesticides and all that type of stuff. Back then, they had a reason to have kids, right? Which is another giant part of agriculture. They needed to keep their species safe. This idea was that we needed to keep evolving because if we didn't keep evolving, humanity would die. And that's horrible and amazing. I guess- we still have to keep evolving or else the earth will die. Exactly. I mean, without agriculture, they wouldn't have been able to feed all the people and they needed to keep producing people into a large amount of, uh, into a large level that we don't really need
0: to do anymore. So I feel like agriculture really kept our species alive. And now that our species is in a good spot, we can fix that, fix the problems that agriculture has in it. Yeah. So if we didn't have the systems that they had because they wouldn't have settled down, until after the seeds were like domesticated and whatever it's very unlikely that they had the systems that we do but they had something like that yeah
1: so if if other humans can if other humans can survive then maybe we can survive too. Let alone the fact that we left the crater of civilization. We made our own food, we raised our own livestock to evolve and survive. We survived, For we haven't even survived half, half
0: as long as Homo erectus. If other humans can survive, then so can we. We made art and theater and ways to communicate our stories we evolved from africa when there was a giant climate change yeah
1: evolution is one of those things that we've accomplished and we're not we're not we're not going to keep and now we're going to wrap up the episode after this talking segment
0: Okay, so me and Az have picked animals to talk about and, like, say, like, Ooh. how they evolved. So, how about you go first, Us? Well, before, I want to say that we
1: were going to have these animals have be part of the episode, but sadly, we didn't have enough time, so instead, we're putting it into our talking segment. So, I'm going to go first. Today, I'm talking about one of my favorite animals to
0: talk about, cats. So today i'm going to tell you all why cats purr and cats are not my favorite animal i mean That's... you probably already know that <clears throat> she's scared of them <sighs> purring they have scientists have
1: a lot of ideas on why cats start purr, start purring obviously you know that it's a sign of affection but it also means something else purring may have developed as an evolutionary advantage for signaling for signaling mechanism for reinsurance from mother cats to their nursing kittens. For example, cats can begin purring when they are only a few days old. Humans can't even start talking until they're weeks into months old. It's a, years. It's amazing how fast cats can start purring. The reason that they start purring so fast though is that they can help, so which, helps their mother locate them for feeding time, which is really cool. And it's almost like how babies start crying. It's a signaling mechanism, it's a signaling mechanism, which is really cool. Post-nursing, cats often use purring as a sign of contentment when being petted, and becoming relaxed or eaten. For example, if you had a cat, it would be very common that once you started petting the cat and it was very happy or contented, it would start purring, which is most of the time how we see purring. But now we know that it was also used for an evolutionary reason so that cats could find their parents. Wow. All right, Olivia, what's your evolution talk on?
0: So, I'm talking about
1: dogs, the better pet. I have a dog and a cat, so, you know, they're both equal.
0: No, they're not. Yes, they are. They're both amazing, but the thing... Dogs are cool. Anyway, the dog is evolved, as you probably all know, is actually evolved from the wolves so they're like domesticated wolves um huskies look like domesticated wolves (laughs) they do though but um they're like the domestic dogs are different from wolves and like these main like mainly they're smaller with shorter like muzzles and smaller teeth so yeah so that's how we kind of like this happened from like us trying to take wolves in, and like, so then they evolved to be more like this. And then it was also humans, too, that we did some DNA things. Well, not um, exactly. We did a lot of selective breeding. Exactly. Which uh, is like, like with the
1: banana?
0: Yeah, which is basically DNA things. Not so- exactly. Selective breeding is different, but we can talk about that after. Yes. So, also just like humans um dogs have also like um grew these like not grew but like evolved to be more um strong against fighting diseases so like they have um so they're like because of like concern and health problems with them uh what with humans they're trying um Scientists are trying to go into dogs and find it because they are so good at evolving to fight certain bacteria and viruses and diseases. And yeah, so cool. That's how we're trying to learn.
1: All right, now before we end this part. I want to quickly go over on what selecting breeding is because it has nothing whatsoever to do with DNA. Selective breeding is basically where, for example, um, let me take bananas for a second. Bananas used to be blue, which sounds very weird. Wait, but what? Yes, they used to be blue. Yes, but over time, humans planted the the yellower banana seeds instead of the bluer ones, which is called selective breeding.
0: Oh, over time, sense.
1: they evolve so that only the yellow ones survived instead of the blue
0: ones. It's so the some same were exact... yellower and some were bluer. They kept p- picking the yellower ones, and, and then gradually it kept getting yellower and, yellower and yellower yeah and you can use
1: the same exact thing with the dogs for example when the first type dog the pomeranians i know you're probably wondering how did wolves become pomeranians yes they did they chose the how smaller did wolves
0: become Chihuahuas?
1: <laughs> they chose the smaller and fluffier wolves and breeded them instead of the bigger more aggressive ones and over time they become these tiny creatures because of selecting breeding all right when we come back we'll be wrapping up this episode
0: episode So maybe as long as everything stays well, we could evolve again and maybe even have other species of homo sapiens or humans one day. Maybe we definitely wouldn't be around. It takes thousands
1: of years for animals to evolve and they would need a reason. And it's very unlikely, but it could happen.
0: Like if our world... Becomes water? Maybe we'll become fish people. Uh, I hope not. But first, we need to save the Earth so that animals can evolve on it. Yup! It's all up to us! And what humans can accomplish! Go green and save the world! (laughs) Let's both agree, we're never Never speaking like that ever again. The skit was not worth the promise. The skit was not worth that. No. It wasn't. This episode was written by Az! And edited by Olivia! (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for listening to Inquisitors. Where we are visitors to answer behind questions. And if you have a suggestion, send it to suggestinquisitors at gmail.com email it now make sure you come back in two weeks for the next episode thanks for being inquisitors with us this has been inquisitors y'all